Hey everybody, um, welcome back to The Raw Truth. My name is Rachel Ann Williams and I um, wanted to do another episode about um, witchy stuff, paganism, religion, etc. Um, my last episode I talked about um, atheistic paganism and how uh my discovery of atheistic paganism was really sort of like an eye opener an eye opener for me and how it started me on this like new spiritual journey um well i'm still on that spiritual spiritual journey but i have gone further down the road and i kind of have given up the identity of atheist per se or at least I'm not necessarily attracted to purely humanistic or um, atheistic versions or interpretations of paganism Um, and this is you know for people who know me um, this is like a really significant thing because Atheism was part of my identity for such a long time, Um, and it's not like I have discovered some, like, proof of God's existence or a God's existence, because actually I've been, you know, discovering or thinking about this new journey in terms of polytheism and moving towards a polytheistic worldview, Um, which is something I will talk about later in this episode. Um, But like I said, it's not like I have discovered some proof of, um, of God, of, you know, the, the divine realm. And it's not even that I've had, like, experiences that, like, can't necessarily be explained in atheistic terms, um... But I've just been doing so much reading about the occult, about magic, about strange, unexplained phenomena that I kind of believe that um, there might be more to the materialistic worldview um, than I had previously you know, put so much stock in. Um, and I know just saying that um, is going to already alienate me from a lot of people who, um, you know, who do subscribe to the materialistic worldview. And, and, and by the materialistic worldview, I'm really referring to the idea that consciousness can be entirely reduced to the workings of the brain um so such that it is like theoretically and metaphysically impossible for consciousness to exist apart from the operations or functionality of the brain or uh, or otherwise because there there are two main materialist views of consciousness one is the i the um the identity view which is that consciousness is identical to the brain and then there's another view which is that 
consciousness is a function, and that function can be can be implemented um, on various hardware. So it could be implemented in the brain. It could be implemented in a computer, possibly. But it's really about the functioning of the program, and not necessarily the actual um, like hardware it it's running on. Um, so those are like the two main views of materialism. But nevertheless, like the idea of consciousness running independently of hardware is um, just kind of difficult to reconcile, or 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 that. That's like the primary like materialistic worldview. And, and it's closely tied to philosophical naturalism, which is the idea that the only thing that exists are, are, are natural th- things like atoms, trees. Um, but generally, philosophical naturalism is talked about in terms of... Um, you know, whatever the latest theory of physics says. Um, And it's not like I've abandoned all, you know, belief in science or anything. Like, I'm still, you know, very much, you know, believe in the scientific worldview for the most part. It's just that I've kind of, like, expanded certain things or... um, become more agnostic or acknowledge certain things that the scientific the current materialist scientific worldview has difficulty currently explaining which of course is not to say they will never explain it it's just that right now there are certain phenomena that are very um you know difficult to explain on current models that say that consciousness can never be detached from the functioning of the brain and the phenomenon that really sort of got my brain started down this pathway is I was reading this book about um, past life experiences so there was this doctor I can't remember his name um, off the top of my head but he collected about 2,000 medical case studies. Not medical, well, I guess medical in a way, but he collected over 2,000 of these case studies of young children, like two, three, four, five years old, who would suddenly start, you know, talking about these past lives. Um, you know, they, they would talk about being different people, um, and they uh, would have these sorts of details about the lives of who they were, and, you know, in, in, in this past life, um, and then, you know, the doctor would, of course, go to find out this find the past person that they're referring to and then confirm the details of the um you know uh, uh, of the statements of the kid and it is surprisingly how accurate some of the details were that are you know and, and and it's not like these children had, had ever visited these places. Um, and so 
there there's a lot more detail to these stories than it's possible for me to articulate off the top of my head or to do in the span of this podcast but you know he collected about 2,000 of these medical case studies and they're still finding them and when you dig into the details it's just incredible and it's a um, very fascinating phenomenon and it's not to say there's no possibility of you know a scientific explanation because you know I'm ultimately you know agnostic I don't put certainty into anything that I believe and so I so I'm always leaving my mind open you know I am open to the idea of science giving an explanation but rather than before where my mind was closed off to alternative um, explanations now my mind is open to the idea that dualism could be true and that consciousness could be divorced from the brain and that consciousness could live you know after we have died and exist in some kind of non-material plane of existence. I don't know how to describe that plane of existence necessarily. Um, I don't have an explanation for it. I don't know how it works. I don't have an explanation for the metaphysics of it. I don't think anyone does. But it's certainly been some something that has been talked about um, for you know millennia by people all across the world, um, you know, many different cultures. Um, and, and this idea that consciousness um, can exist independently of the brain and the body, um, you know, it's an idea that, um, you know, resonates with a lot of people and, and it resonates with a lot of different phenomena. So it's not just the past life thing you know that that that's just like one phenomenon there's other phenomena as well but but it generally fits into um sort of uh a lot of interesting you know phenomena um and it generally presents us with this idea that there's more to just you know the material world um, and I'm not saying that any of this is conclusive proof or, you know, definitive in any way. You know, I think there's always room for doubt. There's always room for skepticism. But my mind has at least been open to these new possibilities. And I think, you know, we would be, um, you know, and I think it would serve us very well as you know seekers of the truth to one take these phenomena seriously to realize that they're not just frauds and then to you know seek out an explanation and seek out an explanation that you know may or may not you know be different from one given by the standard materialist you know naturalist worldview of science because materialism is not a conclusion of science. It's a metaphysical assumption um, of, of science. And, you know, it's not necessarily something that can be proven with science one way or another because, 
you know, you can always give a dualistic or a materialist explanation of any given phenomenon. Um, it just depends on, um, you know, how you want to spin things. So in terms of the past lives, the materialist could just say, oh, they were hallucinating or they were delusional. And these delusions just happen to be coincidences. So you basically just say everything's a coincidence or everything's a delusion. And for me, that's starting to become a really unsatisfactory explanation because I think when you look at the patterns of these phenomena across history and, you know, connect them to the deep meaning that they have for the people who experience them, then you really start to see that, you know, there, that there are patterns of meaning and it doesn't seem like just a coincidence, you know. So Carl Jung had this idea of synchronicity, the idea of a causal, um, you, you know, coincidence or deeply meaningful coincidences that were a causal. So they weren't just you know, random firings of the brain or random events, but somehow tied in some deeper web of of significance. And, you know, once you start opening your mind to the idea of there being these synchronicities, um, you start to see them everywhere across history, across culture, across people's experiences. And, you start to see that a lot of these things that people talk about, you know, in disparate realms of thought are very much related. You know, so you start to see the connections between, you know, paganism, witchcraft, the occult, traditional religion, you know, animism, you know, and you can even connect it to um, you know, the widespread experience with the paranormal and um, you know, strange, unexplained things, a, a, alien abduction experiences, you know, these experience people have encountering these, like, strange beings or, um, you know, people taking DMT and encountering entities that seem to have full sentience and consciousness, you know, within their own heads and, um, you know, and that sounds crazy, like linking all those different things together. And I'm not saying it's like a unified phenomenon, but it generally paints a picture of the world that is much weirder than the world of physics tells us, which, you know, the world of physics, the world of science, or I, I, I should say the worldview that scientists or practicing scientists typically tell us or give us, you know, it's a very austere world so the philosopher Quine he once painted this picture of his metaphysics his naturalism as being like a desert it's just this very deserted metaphysical world where there's not a lot of different types of stuff there's just like one type of stuff just the desert of physics and nowadays I'm starting to see that there might be more to that um but, you know, science really has no way of disproving the idea that we're in a computer simulation, that we're in the matrix. Um, 
you know, we very well might be in a computer simulation, in which case all this strange phenomenon, all this math, all, all, all this magic, you know, all this stuff that leads us to, that leads so many people to believe that we're living in a magical universe, you know, that all could be the result of the programmers of the Matrix, you know, fucking with us. Um, and I think, you know, part of what the belief system I've been developing since I started down this spiritual journey is just, um, a philosophy of open-mindedness and, you know, not closing myself off to any belief system and, you know, maintaining an openness of mind to alternative ways of thinking. Um, and that's not to say I've lost my skepticism or I've lost my capacity for critical thinking or I have, you know, just opened my mind to the point where I will believe anything anyone says, but I'm much more willing to take people's experiences at face value such that, you know, I don't think that they're just a fraud or I don't think they're trying to lie, that they're not lying to me. I'll, I will believe them that, yes, you experienced this. You had this experience. Do I know the explanation for why you had that experience? No. Does it have something to do with the brain? Probably. But is that the complete and final answer for why you had that experience? No, because, um, you know, there could be more to it than that. And, um, you know, reality is often stranger than fiction. And science is still in its infancy. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. And coming back to philosophical naturalism, you know, when you say, when you try to define naturalism, typically you say, well, I don't believe in the supernatural. But the word natural is in, is in the word supernatural. So you're defining naturalism with another word that has the word naturalism in it. So it's a circular definition. So it's really almost impossible to define naturalism without begging the question against the idea that, well, maybe the spirit world is part of the natural world. Maybe the immaterial world that consciousness lives in after it dies um, or after the body dies, maybe that is part of the natural world and science has just yet to come up with a way to measure it and to detect it. Um, but maybe it will in the future and then that you know, world or that plane of existence will now be part of the scientific worldview. You know, so we just, you know, we just don't know. We just don't have full certainty about how everything in the universe works. Um, which is not to say we have proof of these things existing. It's just we also don't have proof that they don't exist. Um, and But we also have thousands of years with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people reporting these similar experiences. And there's a mountain of data, you know, that all sort of connects on this symbolic level 
this 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 these webs of of significance and when you sort of like piece together all these different phenomena um into one you know picture one tapestry or quilt um so to speak you start to question the scientific worldview and it really leaves you open to the idea that you know maybe there are you know gods and spirits you know maybe there are um you know things that live outside or in or entities that live outside of the material bodily form maybe um and right there i'm gonna stop because i know that at this point i may have lost a bunch of you you may now be thinking that I'm a crazy person who has lost their intellectual respectability, who has gone off the deep end, and who has, you know, given up their right to call themselves rational and scientific. Um, but I don't really think so, because, you know, science is about experiments. It's about using tools to do experiments and you know it's not necessarily um but what i'm talking about is metaphysics um and i'm talking about philosophy i'm talking about the philosophical interpretation of the experiments um and you know, and those, and when when it comes down to that, there's there's always room, there's always wiggle room, um, and these things are hard to disprove, and they're hard to prove, but they're hard to disprove. Yet we experience them, and the scientists will say, "Oh, well, you're just hallucinating." The scientists also have no real model of how consciousness works, and thus they have no model of how how hallucinations work. Um, you know, so they're explaining the phenomenon with another phenomenon, namely the the conscious hallucination of reality, that they have no, no idea how it works. All they have is simplistic little models, um, you know, of uh you know consciousness based based on functional models that are you know really just input output diagrams and um you know so i'm not going to get lost into the problems with consciousness studies but we we we're really at the beginnings of our understanding of, of our understandings of consciousness, and we really have no idea how the brain generates subjective experience. We just sort of wave our hands and say that it does. Um, but it, when it comes to actually explaining how the brain generates consciousness, um, you know, we really have no idea. Um, how how that works um so when you say that you know all these occult experience all these esoteric experiences they're just hallucinations you're saying that you don't know how to explain it you just think 
that they must be false in some way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So I'll leave it there. Um, lots to think about. I kind of went off on the deep end in this post. I mean, in, in this podcast, but yeah, so that's been things that have been on my mind, um, kind of on this journey I've been on. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. And again, my name is Rachel Ann Williams, and this has been another episode of The Raw Truth. Thanks for listening.